a new week of the Bob and Ray Show. And uh, we want the members of the audience here to feel free to dip into the huge Bob and Ray popcorn bowl. Hey, that's a, a beautiful Paul Revere popcorn bowl that uh, has traveled around quite a bit. That's right. Uh, that popcorn bowl, incidentally, was made by Paul Revere, who, uh, I don't know as you know this, made the wooden fall skis for George Washington. Yes, I do. I, I, I think he was one of our first presidents. Yes. And uh, all of you people are invited to just... Help yourself. If the bowl gets down a little empty, the Bob and Ray Midget will fill it up with more of the great Bob and Ray popcorn. You'll notice that the great Bob and Ray bird is close to the microphone here today, too. He's here on the huge Bob and Ray jacket right here at my shoulder. We're going to try and make this a pleasant way. In there you have your client's booth, which there you have your control room, your tape equipment. Are there any questions to this point? All right, now if you'll step this way, we'll take it out. This group. This group. The mail room. Show you how mail is. Right this way. I think this is while we're on the air. Maybe they could arrange this this tour thing. I knew they were having them, but I thought maybe they could arrange it so that uh, it would happen when we weren't on the air. You think so? We're here for only 15 minutes. What? 15 minutes? That's all. Did you hear that, audience? We're only on for 15 minutes. You didn't know this, huh, No, I was going to leave in ten minutes, but I'll have to stay over, I guess. Well, anyway, it's time for our first feature. Oh, I'll go get him. All right. Right over here. Welcome to the uh, Bob and Ray Beg Your Pardon feature. Now, several weeks ago, we happened to mention that... It's uh, right down there, sir. That uh, Ingemar Johnson was the new uh, heavyweight champion of the world. Frankly, it was a very sloppy bit of reporting. We know it. The champion of the world is Ingemar Johansson, and not Ingemar Johnson, as we erroneously stated. Uh, Mr. Johnson is here in our studio right now, and uh, can you ever forgive us, Mr. Johnson? Well, just as long as you clear up the matter, got me into quite a bit of trouble. Well, you can rest assured that uh, we'll do everything we can here at these microphones. Now, uh, will you tell us uh, what happened because of our wretched mistake, sir? Well, about five minutes after you announced that Ingemar Johnson, me that is, was heavyweight champion of the world, Mm -hmm. my next-door neighbor comes in and belts me one. I guess he had to try out the champion, is that it? That's right. Then they spread the word in the apartment house where I live, and pretty soon there was a line of people all waiting to get at me. (laughs) Gee, we're sorry. Uh, Did they all uh, try to punch you, Mr. Johnson? No, not all of them. Several wrestled me to the ground. Uh, they didn't want to take a chance in breaking their hands. No, uh, that's right. Uh, you know what a nuisance that can be. That wasn't so bad. There aren't any uh, what you might call sharp blows in wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's more what you might call a squeezing yeah, sport. Yeah, yeah. And then the neighbors began showing up with orange grapes. Well, what were they for, Mr. Johnson? Well, I didn't know until one of the neighbors yelled, All right. Let's see your vaunted right hand now, Ingemar. <laughs> and then you had to put your right hand through a good many orange crates, I suppose, that Ed. <laughs> Quite a few. <laughs> you have a cold? No. Uh, 
Well, I can't tell you the remorse that we're flooded with here at the uh, Bob and Ray show. That's right. Uh, to err is to be uh, human, Mr. Johnson. Yes. Uh, did anything else uh, untoward happen to you because of the grievous error made here at our microphone? Well, about 20 minutes after the announcement was made here, mm. a half dozen flashy chorus girls showed up at my apartment all wanting to do the town. And I believe you mentioned that uh, you're a married man, too, yes. right? Yeah. So my wife, Ingrid... Didn't like it one bit, and bickering broke out on a large scale. You mean she didn't understand that uh, you weren't the champion? No, she didn't. And the peculiar thing is, we listened to the fight together. All she knows is what she heard here at your microphone. Well, women don't understand too much about what goes on in the sporting world anyway, I find. She knew enough to ask me about my end of the purse. Oh, really? She still thinks I'm holding out on her, and she wants to go home to Sweden to her mother. (laughs) Well, we're sorry about about that. Uh, Maybe... uh, (laughs) Uh, maybe uh, you can buy her a ticket back home with your end of the purse. <laughs> right, uh, Johansson? <laughs> I'm Johnson, and I didn't win anything. You're making it worse. Well, it'll be a cold day in August before I believe that, Johnson, or Johansson, or whatever your name is. I look like I'm in splendid condition. But go ahead and hit me, and you'll find out what my name is. Hey. Say, <laughs> <laughs> you would sound like a sack of meal, yeah, you? Let me help you up, Johnson. Johnson, uh... It's you, all right. Anybody who goes down like that from a punch uh, in the arm, too, is no champion. Please accept our profound apologies here on the beg-your-pardon feature of the Bob and Ray Show, Ingemar Johansson. Johnson! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There's a nice whistle we have over there. That's a great Bob and Ray bird. I don't know whether it's the bird or the turntable bird. Say, uh, I tell you a little news item we have. Uh, Barry Campbell is going to drop in tomorrow, the great uh, star of uh, stage, screen, television, and the orchestra world. This is the first visit that Barry will have made to us on this, our uh, new radio series. I think a lot of you Barry Campbell fans are going to be mighty interested in what he has to say. All right, just uh, checking here on the teletype machine. Oh, you say? Barry Campbell. We'll oh, be here tomorrow. Barry Campbell. We'll be here tomorrow. That is, if, uh, if he shows up. Well, I, I think he often he promises to come by and then never does. I talked to him this morning. He said he would. Okay. And welcome now to Rescue Squadron, the story of highly trained rescue technicians who have nothing but skill and knowledge on their side in the fight against carelessness. Come on, move yeah. forward. Come on, move up here. 
Okay, that's far enough. Wait a minute, that's far enough. Now, you, mister. Yeah, you there in the gray jacket. Step forward here. You mean me? That's right. I mean you. Step forward. All right, the rest of you, move back. That's right, keep moving. You're just holding up things here, so keep moving right back there. Okay, okay, now, stay there. This ain't a sideshow. Yeah, if you want to know what happened, see it in your local news show tonight. Now, shut off. I think we got it across to them. They're going home where they belong. Yeah, where they belong. All right. Now, you, Mr. in the gray jacket, what happened here? Gee, I don't know. I was asking some of the people in the crowd when you called me over. And uh, they didn't get to tell you, huh? No, you called me out. You said step forward, and I did. I never did find out what happened. Well, now, listen. Crowds can be a nuisance at the scene of an accident. So would you run after them, find out what happened, and run back and tell us? Johnny, I would appreciate it. Sure thing. I'm anxious to know myself. Okay. And look, come back along. Don't bring up uh, any of the crowd. You'd be surprised how they slow up rescue operations. And chalk up another one for Rescue Squadron. Before we uh, go any further, and before we call in our correspondent who's traveling with the ba- great uh, Bob and Ray uh, train, and part of our continuing series of investigations into relatively obscure areas of human knowledge, we'd like to bring you the results of our highly perfunctory research into the matter of Robert Q. Lewis's middle initial. What, what's all this you're talking about? I don't know yet. you know what Robert Q. Lewis's middle initial stands for? No, I spell it. Well, well, let me tell you, that Q stands for nothing, except to make CBS Radio's Robert Lewis different from all other Robert Lewis's. Makes him identifiable. Well, I'd know him in a room full of Robert Lewis's, even without the Q, I think. Well, that very well might not be the point. <laughs> well, the point... Yeah, well, the point is, right about here, we might remind CBS radio listeners to keep an ear out for Arthur Godfrey time with Robert Q. Lewis. Tomorrow, oh, each you. weekday. One second. How many times, sir, have you been up at the great, huge Bob and Ray popcorn bowl? I've seen him up there at least three times. Four times. Well, I think you've had enough. Uh, you know, we want to have enough oh, for everybody. Be hiding, but it's great. It's delicious. Well, it is very good, but... Uh, we can't keep asking the Bob and Ray Midget to fill that popcorn bowl either. You know? So uh, you go back and sit down, sir. Yes, you can uh, keep what you have there now. Why? Good. Uh, did I say Putin? Robert Q. Lewis? Yeah, I yeah, you did. <laughs> All right. This spot on the dial. Right. Now then, it's the big moment when we find out where our Bob and Ray traveling dead whale is. You know where he is? Uh, no, but... Oh, it's right here. Yeah. Akron, Ohio. And so now to our correspondent... Arthur Shrank with the Bob and Ray train. Come in, Arthur. Hello, everybody. This is Arthur Shrank here at the huge auditorium in downtown Akron. Just a few moments. Uh, Alan T. Simmons, uh, manager of uh, WABC in Akron, will unveil Bob and Ray's great huge dead whale that is traveling around the country. Uh, we arrived uh, here at Akron uh, about four hours ago, and uh, he uh, was taken by a flat car over to the auditoriums, and uh, uh, this hi everybody, Arthur Shrank here, and there's tons of ice around Snowy Dave, and uh, there, I would estimate the crowd of uh, maybe 15, 1,600 people here to see uh, Dave, the great whale. And now I see that Mr. Simmons is uh, about to make a few remarks and then unveil uh, 
or take the tarpaulin off, I should say, uh, Dave, and everybody will see it. I know. Now, uh, he's about ready to make the speech, so the next voice you hear will be that of Mr. Simmons. And I guess pull that uh, cord and the bunting bundle. Oh, oh, oh. A very great welcome to all of you, the listeners, and particularly you people of Akron who are gathered here in order to visit, pay homage to Dave. It's with a great deal of pride that I am honored now to be able to pull the cord which will remove the body. And Dave, show you what you've all come here to look at. And here now, I'm about to remove the body. Welcome, Smelly Dave, to Akron. This is off track, back again, and people of Akron have just seen Steve. And uh, I might say that it's a typical reaction. Same What's reaction. the quickest way out of here, announcer? I think it's the we want to thank uh, all the folks here at the WADC who've made our visit so enjoyable in Akron. Well, this is Arthur Schrank. We turn you to Bob and Ray. Thank you, Arthur, and uh, good coverage there, good reporting. That's about all the time we have for <laughs> this evening, and uh, yeah. thanks to the folks in Akron. And uh, we'll be back, I think, tomorrow. We hope. Until then, this is Ray Golding reminding you all to write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumb. Thank you. This is the CBS Radio. This is the CBS Radio.